You are listening to the Startup Mindsets Podcast, a podcast dedicated to uncovering how mindsets are built from fascinating startup entrepreneurs, innovation leaders, and investors. This podcast will give you a blueprint to thrive in an innovation-driven and globally connected world. I'm your host, Dan Gonzalez, joined by Earl Valencia. Join us to learn about amazing people and their journeys to discover their own startup mindsets, and in the process, hopefully also discover yours. Here we go. So guys, we got Ping Rivero here. He is a very good marketer and has experience in startups in the Philippines as well as the US. Uh, welcome to Startup Mindsets. Ping, aka Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah, thanks for having me. Good, so I mean, I guess uh, I wanted to give some background uh, with, with Ping for a little bit. So uh, Ping and I uh, kind of knew each other many different parts of our lives. So he joined one of the startups uh, on Idea Space, the startup accelerator I founded in the Philippines. And a couple of years after, he pinged me, Ping pinged me, which is kind of cool, right? And said, hey, I'm actually you know, now in San Francisco. I was like, oh, that's super cool, right? So did a bunch of things. Some, uh, we started actually a social group of a kind of meeting Filipino technologists on a regular basis uh, called the Filipino Tech Fridays, right? It's because we don't meet every Friday, but uh, we just call it the <laughs> Friday group. But, uh, but at least most recently, I had the pleasure to actually co-found with Ping a virtual accelerator that connects Silicon Valley and um, emerging markets called Cognity Labs, focused on artificial intelligence and data-driven startups. So yeah, I mean, that's something that I saw kind of Ping in action. And, uh, you know, not just from that lens, but I know Ping is one of the uh, top uh, growth marketers I know. Uh, so a pleasure to have Ping here in the show. So maybe Ping, you know, for the audience, uh, would definitely love uh, for you to introduce yourself, you know, what you do now and uh, what your background is. Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, thanks for the, the nice intro, Earl. <laughs> so Of course, of course. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm Ping. Um, my, re- my real name is Rafael, but most people call me Ping. Um, I usually introduce myself as a software engineer turned marketer. So um, when I was in college, I took up information systems and I was really planning to become a software engineer. But um, during my second, third year in college, I was kind of getting interested on the startup world. So first, I, I actually saw Earl talk in um, talk in La Salle about startups. So that's, a, that's kind of like a catalyst on how I kind of got into the startup world. And um, yeah, pretty much there, um, got into got interested in the business side of things. So um, took my internship in Idea Space, which Earl co-founded, um, where they did marketing and IT stuff. And um, eventually I um, joined a startup called Taxumo, which is basically kind of like a TurboTax, um, but based in the Philippines. So they help um, freelancers, small business owners, and professionals file and pay their taxes online, where I worked as a growth manager. And yeah, after a year, I kind of decided to like, take the challenge to go abroad again to the U.S. and you know, tr- just try, try my chances. And um, eventually found a gig at an e-commerce company called Fanatics, where I worked in marketing, um, specifically performance marketing. And didn't last too long there. Um, only lasted about five months. Um, got that startup itch to go back to the startup world. So um, eventually joined a startup called Gabby um, as a growth lead, where I pretty much did the same thing, growth hacking, growth marketing, product marketing, et cetera. And yeah, um, 
during that time, I, I was the first growth marketing hire. So I pretty much built the, the foundation for that, um, for that company. And um, before I left, uh, I was able to close a Series B for them, which is pretty cool. And now I'm currently working as a performance marketing manager for a startup called Lending Home. So focus a lot on acquisition marketing, getting new customers for the business. Um, and yeah, as, as Earl mentioned, I'm on the side. I kind of I run a co-run a startup incubator called Cognity Labs, where we try to bridge Silicon Valley to emerging markets. So yeah, that's about it. That's super cool, man. So according to you, you um, made the jump from like software engineering to like marketing. What what kind of made you want to do that, or like when did you find out that you had a knack for marketing in the B two B world? Yeah, sure. So, um, so during my second year in college, um, I was kind of like looking for inspiration to, you know, become a really, really good software engineer. And I stumbled upon this documentary called documentary called Startup Kids. So this documentary featured like young entrepreneurs who are ba- who basically were like software engineers that, you know, became entrepreneurs. So they featured like Drew um, Houston from Dropbox, um, Ryan Wong, um, the creators of Vimeo. And I think also like the founder of SoundCloud. So that documentary really kind of like got my interest about like, you know, having a tech background and eventually, you know, learning the business side of things. Uh So that really became like, you know, that that really became the catalyst to for me to like kind of jump in to the startup world. And that kind of also, you know, sparked my interest to shifting from a software engineer to like a business person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super interested about like you know the Philippines' own ecosystem over there. Like when you were there, what did you? I guess what did you notice or what did you see um, from innovation or startups that uh, you know a normal person doesn't know about, right? Like I, I think when people think Philippines business, it's not start. Oh, startups don't I guess pop out. Like what? What, um, what was your experience there, just like thinking about technology um, and new, new, new businesses and things like that? Yeah, so I kind of, um, how do you say this? I, I kind of saw the opportunity for, for technology startups to really um, kind, of, kind of develop when I personally had like a lot of problems that I want to solve with tech. So just for, for example, one, I hate falling in line. Like, <laughs> I hate falling in line in the LTI or basically the DMB of the Philippines. When I was trying to get my license, I hate our banks. Like, like their systems are super inefficient. And like for me, I said, things can be better sure. if we actually implement technologies for this. And that, that kind of mindset just like revolved around myself, like, you know, just tackling, just seeing the personal problems that I have. Um, through these daily activities or like daily, daily interactions and like kind of breaking it down. Oh, we can actually automate this or like make this efficient. So I guess that mindset kind of developed as well throughout. So I kind of started, started looking up, oh, is there like a startup solving this problem in the Philippines? Is there like this company solving this problem in the Philippines? And that's how, how I actually discovered idea space at the same time. So yeah, that's, that's how it came to be investor in Silicon Valley who's also happens to be Filipino so I I just I just cold emailed him or I just you know gave a message hey I'm 
I'm Rafa. I'm from the Philippines. Nice. Um, would like to intern intern for you. I don't need payment. I just you know, um, sure. Just help me get my um. Just help me like you know, um, get exposed to the entire world of startups here, and just trying to like you know get my footing. So he was the first one. He's he was the first person that actually kind of you know got me exposed to um the entire startup world here in Silicon Valley, which is completely different from the Philippines. So that's that's that became my first footing. And, and at the same time, while I was doing my internship with him, I was also doing like side jobs as well. So I drove for Instacart. I did Postmates. Um, <laughs> I did all those kind of crazy side jobs just to like, you know, also sustain my needs. So it was challenging, but at the same time, it was also like a fun, um, fun journey as well. That's, that's great, man. Yeah, I mean, definitely can relate to you there. Uh, and I guess that's, that's something that uh, startups kind of embody with uh, just, you know, work hard and put your head down type of an, an attitude. Yeah. Um, how, how was your time with marketing and, like, maybe, like, how have you um, developed that, uh, that, that skill, like, through, through start, through, through now? Yeah. So how I kind of became a marketer or how I got into marketing was, um, so that, part of me where I was getting interested in the business side of things. I, I stumbled upon something called growth hacking. So when I, when I, when I stumbled upon it, I was really interested to like, Oh, I, um, I discovered like marketing is actually becoming more and more technical and, you know, having a technical background, I saw an opportunity for me kind of, for me to kind of like merge those two interests. So from, from the technical side and also like the, the business side of things. So, um, I, I, I pretty much just self-learned, um, pretty much, um, uh, spent a lot of time on YouTube, um, reading a lot of blogs and, um, two books actually also became my, my biggest sources. So one growth hacker marketing by Ryan holiday, which is like the, be I think the best primer for someone to go, to go into growth marketing and also hacking growth by Sean Ellis. So that, those are like, those were, were like the things that got really got me really interested and when I when I was um, looking for my first job in my career um, it happens to be like a growth manager role which was at TechSumo um, so it kind of just like went from there um, I got the role at TechSumo um, working on growth and kind of developed skills through there so um, yeah um, I would say yeah everything was pretty much self-learned spent a lot of time in YouTube reading a lot of stuff uh -huh. That's, that's cool. Do you have a question, Earl? Or? No, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of founders uh, have, you know, told us that, you know, this self-continuous learning is, uh, is a big thing, right? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe we could kind of shift a little bit and ask you, like, you know, if you had to kind of verbalize, you know, uh, now, now we know a little bit about you, um, your, your own personal kind of startup mindset, um, what would that be? So my startup mindset is actually just reflecting upon it. Um, it's two main things. It's really the, um, the love for problem solving and also some starting from something from scratch. And I guess the genesis for this mindset really is something that I inherited from my dad. Um, so to give like a quick background about my dad, he was also like a technical person. So he took mm -hmm. up engineering um, in the Philippines and he, he was one of the people that decided to not take the board exam because he didn't 
he had he didn't have any interest in becoming like a full time engineer. So he was also interested in business at the same time. So um, he 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 started his own business. He became like a sales um, sales manager, country manager for different electronic companies. And I think um, one of the things that I really learned from my dad is um, his um, love for problem solving. So I think you know his engineering background gave him that um, gave him that mindset to really break down things into bits and really like look for ways to solve a certain problem. And um, at the same time, that mindset of wanting to wanting to start from scratch, I also got from him. So for just for example. Um, there was one opportunity where he was offered a job here in the U.S., which could have could have you know helped us migrate here before I was born. But he decided to take um, an opportunity to build like a um, build like a branch of a big electronics company in the Philippines to start that from scratch. So that you know his whole um, background of like you know problem solving and starting something from scratch is something I kind of inherited. And that also kind of led me to how I decided, you know, how to go through my career as well. How do you maybe comment on that? You know, being inside a family where your father, um, you know, is an entrepreneurial-minded guy, but uh, you know, with entrepreneurial-mindedness also comes some sort of uncertainty. Yeah. How did your your family handle that, right? Because you know, most of the people that I know, even in you know anywhere in the world, right, would want their parents to have a stable job so they themselves have a stable life right but it seems that you grew up in an environment where your dad was trying to start things here and there and even looking at opportunities outside the you know the philippines so how how was the you know your life at least in early years um you know in in an environment where you know there's basically you know always potentially starting from scratch um you know, to be honest, I didn't really have like a a hard time during that time, like because I think my dad really knows what he was doing at that time. So I think that you know, he, even though he has this like appetite for risk on like starting something from scratch, he still um, had he still did a great job of like taking care of us and providing for us. So it wasn't really that hard. But um, you know, just observing him, like seeing how he how he was working really did, um, really did have had a big influence on me in terms of like, you know, even though even like how I study, how I tackled, you know, um, my schoolwork up until you know, um, starting my career, so that that kind of helped me as well. So yeah, is it, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I think that's uh, it's always good, right? I mean, there's always a balance between your own personal risk and also this, you know, basically yeah. the risk that your family incurs, right. Um, you know, for basically building something risky, right. So yeah. it's kind of good insight there. Um, yeah. I mean, Dan, any questions here? Yeah. I mean, maybe we could talk a little bit about more on marketing and uh, yeah. just product in general, and maybe even incorporate cognitive labs and stuff you've, you've done there. So, Doing that from scratch and I guess marketing is something that works best when there's already an audience, right? Like people join something and there's already a fan base. Maybe if you could tell us about how, you know, some experience that you had when you started from zero 
and you had to do marketing or if you had to look back and just give uh, advice to somebody who's doing marketing from scratch, what, uh, what do you suggest that they do and, and uh, how do they, I guess, uh, uh, really be successful in marketing? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, usual advice that I give is first start with why. Like as Simon Sinek says, always start with why. Um, I always had this mindset is like um, where people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So I think that, that, that kind of mindset really became helpful for me when it comes to like marketing, um, marketing certain products and marketing certain apps. Um, so first, like, um, I would say, know your, know your audience, like really, really know, um, who your target customer is, what their pain points are, what their motivation is. And from there, you can you kind of just drill down what exactly, what exactly would be like the most, um, like enticing or what can, you know, what can actually solve the problem that they're having, which would compel them to actually sign up for your service or try for your try out your service. So. That's like the, that's like the, I, I know it sounds kind of vanilla, but I think that's like the first advice that I would give. Just start with why. Um, and I yeah, just try to understand what you're, what the, what the problem you're, you're trying to solve. So. Cool. Do you think people should like approach marketing with spend more on ads or how do, how do they get that uh, ROI eventually? Like, is that, and there's different types of marketing, right? There's like social yeah. media, there's. Google ads, there's YouTube ads. What yes. Your, your take on that, and do you think people should lean towards um, one or the other, or how does that go? Yeah, I would say um, it would really depend on your business. So, young startup, uh, for example, like a SaaS. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, one, um, First, be really um, think about the, these different channels. So I wouldn't say that there's like a specific channel right for a certain company or, you know, you should do this or that. It really depends on the type of company or type of service if you're trying to market. So one of my personal mistakes is before was I got really, um, got really into growth hacks where, you know, comp company A did this and like got this X percent ROI or X percent growth. But um I think the mistake there was I, I was trying to base it from a company that wasn't really, you know, applicable <laughs> to, to me. So I think the first advice I would say is when, for a young startup, when you're trying to figure out marketing, be intentional about what you're, what you're going to be testing. So let's say for your, if you're a SaaS company, um, first you, you might want to start with like doing content or the educational content of, you know, what your service is, what, the, what, the pro what, what problem you're trying to solve with your service. And kind of like giving them an educational point of view on how your product is actually solving yeah. um, the problem. If you're good, if you're just going to be running ads and it's not really just like you know, it's not really communicating the message you want to put them, you're just wasting money. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say you know, um, just just think about um, the intention of why you're doing um, why you're doing why you're why you're <laughs> testing or why you're experimenting on a certain channel. So. Yeah, that would be like the first advice. What um, what's it been like with uh, the digital um inc accelerator with Cognitive Labs? How's that experience been? Um, now it's your kind of first time doing that stuff, and it's also, it's also with uh, another country, right? So maybe you could comment on you know how you've seen people within the 
uh, accelerator just um, experience that whole process? Yeah, so Cognitive Labs is a bit unique because you're a marketing and accelerator. So it's not like a SaaS company or like, you know, a B2B product or a B2C product. Um, so how, while I was kind of like reflecting on how to really grow Cognitive Lab is first, I think it's really going to be based on content and educational or educational content. Because if you're going to be looking at, you know, Y Combinator, um, you know, 500 startups, they don't really use ads. They put a lot of content or educational content. So they do content on, you know, how to pitch your startup or how to get investors. Gotcha, um, gotcha. They also do podcasts or like they do, <laughs> um, you know, why, why comedy does the startup school, which is a very, very good um, thing to, or very valuable thing for startups to get, you know, free information on how to do the startup. So, um, yeah, so that's actually one thing that I'm trying to expand on. Because I've always been doing a lot of performance marketing. So now I'm kind of shifting towards like, you know, developing my skills as a content marketer. So trying to push out content and also, you know, trying to, trying to do more educational stuff rather than just like, you know, pushing out an ad or, you know, mm. pushing out whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So I guess being, I'm curious, right? Because this is kind of where... I have a lot of debates in Silicon Valley, right? The uh, one side is uh, kind of the paid advertising route and literally like paying for growth. Mm -hmm. And then there's another side, which is, you know, if you have product market fit, why do you keep on paying for growth, right? What is your thoughts on that and the balance of the two or what would you index on um, as a startup or a startup founder? Or just because, you know, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, you can get, a lot of downloads if you potentially can push out so many channels, but uh, you know, you might not have product market fit, right? So how do you think about these two together? Like the pure, like paying for downloads technically, yeah. or, you know, or, or don't pay for downloads if you have pure product market fit, because that's really the theory, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, this is like, uh, an ongoing debate. It's, it's a never-ending debate, I, I would say. But how I kind of see it is, um, so for paid advertising, I would recommend for someone to do paid advertising if, you're, if you have the risk appetite and also you want to learn fast. Because for example, if, you're, if you want to get um, initial learnings, um, paid advertising gets you um, an opportunity to get quick traffic and also get you know, quick visitors to your site, quick, quick um, signs to your um, to your app and that that's I th that's like one of the biggest advantages there just like you know getting initial quick learnings for your service but um the, the thing is like it's there's this thing where like people get kind of get addicted to paid advertising because you know you're you see your numbers increasing <laughs> but sometimes it's not that sustainable because you know, eventually the paid advertising does result in diminishing returns. So you always need to kind of find like the balance on you know how to acquire also um, in a cheaper way or like you know not paying for ads. So for example, you can balance that out by doing like referrals. You, you kind of balance it by doing you know virality engines on your app, um, sending invites, etc. Doing SEO or content. So I would say that you know do a certain type of marketing per se. So 
um, you just really need to find a balance. And as a, going back, you, you just really need to be intentional about what channels you want to you want to test out. So even though like a company is doing paid ad, even though it's a similar company or competitor is doing paid advertising, doesn't mean you really you also need to do paid advertising for a company. So. So like, I know you mentioned that one book earlier, but what are some good resources that you um, turn to and, you know, you need uh, advice about startups or like marketing in general? And, uh, yeah, or like in, in general, like what are some books that uh, have helped you throughout your journey here? Yeah. So other than the two books that I mentioned, um, one or another um Another, that I, another thing that I usually um, go to is um, these growth influencers, I would say. Like, so one of them is Andrew Chen, who was um, ex-head of growth of Uber. So I really learned a lot from him, um, from the fundamentals of growth and also like, you know, the advanced stuff on growth as well. And it, it's also kind of interesting to follow him as well, because he also gives like the VC perspective on growth, which has been very helpful as, for me as well when I was doing the Series B stuff. In my, in my last company, because like I had to really understand what, what due diligence is or whatever, all that, all that um, BC stuff. So th that was pretty helpful. Yeah. I remember you mentioned you liked The uh, Secrets of Sandy Road by Scott. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good book. I'm, I'm still learning a lot of it. There's like a lot of, there's still a lot of things that I need to understand. But yeah, it's, that's, that's a really great resource that I would also recommend for people in growth because yeah, you would, if you're like an early, um, employee or like a one of the founding team of a startup and you're working on growth, you'll do a lot of, you know, VC stuff and due diligence stuff when you're trying to, when you're trying to raise around. So totally. Um, yeah. I guess cool. other, other stuff, um, you know, follow Casey winners who is like chief product officer of, um, I think Eventbrite. So that's where I kind of got um, a lot of foundation on how to retain customers that's one of that's one of his niches. Um, Brian Balfour, um, founder of Reforge, or he was also the VP of Growth at HubSpot. So he's one of also like the leading thought leaders on growth. So follow follow those guys. And um, lastly, just do just search a lot of things on YouTube. I would say yeah. that, that's that's like I would say that this, that's the best e e learning platform. That's free <laughs> for everyone. So yeah, just just look up things on YouTube and. Yeah, you'll learn it. Yeah, there. I mean, one thing that I really deduce from this, uh, this, this, this interview being is that you know it seems that you know content and learning doesn't come from formal sources, right? Like it's not rolling in a course or anything like that. Like it seems that you just literally hacked yourself to be a growth <laughs> hacker, right? Which is very impressive, right? I mean, there's YouTube videos and books and all this, so uh, it's really an amazing story of doing that. So I mean. You know, one of our final questions is my final question in this segment is, you know, if you had to give advice to your college year old self, right, um, on, on discovering his own personal uh, startup mindset, you know, what would you tell him uh, during that time? Yeah, um, I would say there's two things I would, I would recommend or like I would suggest is first um, one Try to, try to network as early as you can. So when I was in college, I was more of an introvert, I would say. Like, I, I didn't really like going to networking events because, you know, I, I didn't like small talk. <laughs> so 
um, this is like the, the, at this time when I when I moved to the states. I think that's one of the biggest things that I really had to learn myself was really connecting with people and developing relationships. So that's one recommendation: as early as you can, try to develop or try to meet with people and develop long-lasting relationships with them. Um, second, um, this is also something that I'm I'm kind of just like really realizing or you know reflecting upon now is have an infinite game. Um, so this is something that I learned from Simon Sinek where, um, you know, ha typical mindset for like um, a younger, a younger, a younger me or like a college student is, oh, I want to get this job at this company, get this X amount of salary, get a, get a, you know, get a nice house or whatever. So that's kind of like a finite game, you would say, because um, if you come to think of it, when you achieve those, what's next? So you don't really know as, as much. So the infinite game that I'm um, that I'm thinking of right now is um, I kind of kind of developed this as well right now is my infinite game is for me to like help people solve their problems through tech and helping them reach those products as easy as, as they can. So I, I think connecting the dots, I think I, the medium that I can use there is you know through marketing and eventually also for me to continue that infinite game, I'm starting to like expand my skills on going to VC, like probably like investing on startups that actually solve people's problems. Um, and also, you know, doing consulting and advising. So yeah, that's one thing. Have an infinite game, develop your infinite game. Cool. I mean, uh, Dan, any final words here as we wrap up the, uh, the segment? Just your journey overall. I mean, not too many people see, see that side of, uh, the people who comprise companies. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of stories that, that, um, certainly relate to, to people like that. And uh, glad you shared. So yeah. Do you have any final words or, um, lasting advice? Um, we'll like get in touch with you and, you know, learn more about your, your things that you got going on. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, people can reach out to me anytime. So just go to LinkedIn and also I actually just started this like free office hours. So, for a lot of people that know me, I like working for free <laughs> or like, he like helping oh, out people cool. for free. That's cool. Yeah. So I have this Calendly link on my LinkedIn where you can schedule like, you know, a call, 60 minute call if you have like questions about growth marketing. So people can reach me through there. And yeah, just trying to build Cognitive Labs um, as, as Earl and I are like, and Mika, we're working on like trying to expand Cognitive Labs. So that's one thing that I'm like, currently working on as well, like going through other regions other than the Philippines. So it's one and yeah, um, just, just keep doing this startup mindset. This, this has been really helpful. And I know like people are going to get a lot of time, going to get a ton of value from this. Thank you all for listening. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us at Startup Mindsets Podcast on Instagram. We're also going to be having uh, our Medium uh, launch pretty soon with blog posts and things like that. Yeah, I uh, hope you guys are staying safe out there. And uh, yeah, peace. It's your boy Dan.